1: This isn't a promise given to the half-hearted or the lukewarm. Diligently seeking God doesn't refer to those passionate moments, you know, of, of you know, the, these loud, impassioned cries, oh God, oh God, oh God. No, if you've been ignoring him for the last five years, that's not diligence. That's just that's just passion. You're just freaking out. That's not the same as diligence. Diligence, it, it refers to a lifestyle. The Bible promises that those who diligently seek the Lord will be rewarded
0: for doing such. Unfortunately, this promise is often conflated with bursts of emotion or crying out to the Lord in times of need, rather than a steady and consistent pursuit of God. In today's message, Pastor Robert reflects on what it means to wholeheartedly seek the Lord with diligence, commitment, and passion. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. His love is main thing.
1: You need to know it's not enough to believe that He's there. You have to also believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's there and he can be trusted. He's there and he's good. That's faith. Believing that he's faithful. Believing and counting on the fact that he always rewards us if we diligently seek him. If we're sincere about our relationship with him. See, this doesn't mean that that he always blesses us when, when we pray. Okay, and in, in other words, in other words, you you go on, you're on cruise control for five years and you never talk to him about anything, and then you find yourself in, in the frying pan, right? You find yourself in the it's like, oh no, I don't know what to do. God, what's happening? I can't believe oh God, oh God, oh God, please you gotta help me with this. Expecting that he's just gonna jump to attention. Now, you've been silent all this time, but now you're praying so he's going to reward you. That's not exactly what he's saying. Again, the answer it'll come, but it may not come immediately. Looking back at my life, a couple of the biggest blessings that he has given me have been to, to allow me to go through the messes that I created and to walk through those things and you know with, without him intervening, but rather, allowing me to suffer the consequences, and then teaching me from those consequences. See, we need to understand this isn't a promise given to the half-hearted or the lukewarm. Diligently seeking God doesn't refer to those passionate moments, you know, of, of, you know, these loud, impassioned cries, oh God, oh God, oh God. Now, if you've been ignoring him for the last five years, that's not diligence, that's just that's just passion. you. You're just freaking out. That's not the same as diligence. Diligence, it, it refers to a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Consistency. Persevering. It's a practice. It's a habit. A lifestyle of looking to God for instruction and direction and protection and Provision. And, and, and listen, let me, let me also talk about the whole rewarding thing. See, the rewarding promise, he, he rewards those who diligently seek. That doesn't mean if you diligently seek him, he's going to give you everything you ask for. Sometimes the reward is that he says no, right? Because he loves you. And it's like, no, 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 no. no. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who pastors a church up in Central Florida a few days ago. We, we met in the middle, you know, to have lunch and, and we were we were talking because we hadn't seen each other in a long time and, and, and we were talking about this principle, you know, he was, and he was sharing with me because he dated a girl several years ago that, that that I knew, you know, and he was laughing. He's like, yeah, that's one of those times when, you know, it's like, thank you, Jesus, for saying no to my prayers, you know, because he really wanted to marry that girl, you know, and, and he realized that would not have been good. She, she's, she's not built to be a pastor's wife. It's just not what God ha- She's a wonderful Christian lady, but not a pastor's wife. And now he's married. He has 11 children. She's not built for that. Trust me. She was never designed to have 11 children. They adopted, I think half of them. Just so you know, you know, it was one of those things. Sometimes God, God just loves us too much to say Yes. things. You know, they'd be harmful to us. And rewarding us means that, well, it means that he won't jerk you around. It means that that he'll take care of you. It means that sometimes he'll say no, sometimes he'll say yes. But if you seek him, he'll deal with you as his child. Romans 8.28 promises that all things work together for good to those who love God. And faith trusts him to deliver on that promise. Faith is when you're in the middle of a Terrible trial, a confusing, bewildering situation. And you can look up to him and say, I don't understand this at all. This is, seems to be way bigger than me and way beyond me. I don't know how I'm ever going to get through this, but I know that you're there and I know that you're good. And so I'm just going to keep moving. I'm going to keep trusting you. Believing that he's going to take it and turn it and make it be blessing in your life that he will redeem even the horrible things somehow. So here are my final two questions. Do you diligently seek God? Is that your lifestyle? That you're going to him every day? That you're talking to him about life every day? I'm not talking about ritual. Again, I'm not talking about religious observance. I'm talking about... You being honest with your Creator, actually opening your heart to Him and having a conversation with Him, do you do that? Do you actually look to the Scriptures for answers? Do you diligently see God? And if not, are you ready to begin today? One of my good friends, he's in his mid-80s now, but several years ago, he was the president of the Jonathan Edwards Society at Princeton University. And he's in his mid-80s, and if you have a conversation with him that lasts more than five minutes, you're going to hear about his dad. Because his dad, like Jonathan Edwards, was a man of real faith. Powerful man of God in the sense that he trusted the Lord and followed him and gave that example to his children. And so now this guy, in his mid-80s, We'll still bring it up. But he, he shared something with me years ago that I've never forgotten. He said, you know, maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're not like me. Maybe, maybe you didn't have a godly dad. Maybe you didn't have a good example when you were growing up. Maybe you didn't have this example of faith like I did. Then let it begin with you. Let it begin with you. Let the legacy start with you. You make the decision that from this day forward, you will look to God. You will be a man of faith, a woman of faith, that it will start with you. And that you won't leave a a lineage like Max Jukes of hundreds of people who need public assistance to survive, hundreds of criminals, murderers and thieves and rapists and prostitutes, that that's not going to be... Your legacy, because you're going to begin today looking to your Creator to give you wisdom, to give you instruction, to change you from the inside out, to recreate you as only He can do. Do you understand that's what this is about? There's not a human being alive who can live a perfect life apart from divine intervention. And God sent his son to die in our place so that we can justly be forgiven. There's no partiality in it. Every single human being has the same offer on the table. Come and be forgiven. Come and be changed. Jesus did all the hard work. He was executed for your crimes. It's all you have to do is acknowledge that you need forgiveness and that you need your creator to recreate you on the inside, and he will do that. And you can begin following Jesus. You can begin learning from him. And you can become a person who lives by faith, trusting God. And if you've never done it before, Now's the time. His
0: love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away, or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And you know, I remember when I felt that way, and and to be honest, I I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says, that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. He, Bible tells us, I mean, he knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross, to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website uh, about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how how to begin that that, uh, personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it.
0: Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today, and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.